Thanks to GoodRx for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. GoodRx is a free and easy-to-use service that allows you to instantly compare prices for your prescriptions and find discounts on your medications. To start saving up to 80% on your prescriptions today, go to GoodRx.com slash DreamJob. Also, thanks to Fiverr Business. Fiverr Business is a modern workplace for the digital world. Collaborate with your team, manage projects, and share freelancers. Find the freelancers you need to give your next project just the boost it needs to finish strong. Get one free year and save 10% on your purchase at fiverr.com slash business with promo code DREAMJOB10. And thanks to BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash DREAMJOB. Start living a better life today. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So it has just been so intense watching the news, watching what's going on in Afghanistan. And I just have to say, I've really not been sleeping. Um, It's so, so upsetting. And I feel that we all, those of us who have running water and Wi-Fi and any resources and freedom, we need to use our voices now more than ever to do more good, to put more light in the world. Like, we must, we must, we must rise and be more visible, more vocal and do more good and use your gifts and serve other people and make more money and spend that money to help more people and on and on it goes. So I am feeling really, really called to just turn it up, turn it up to the max. And I want to see more of you moving through that resistance and taking action. Like if you feel that you've been given a gift, if it's to write, if it's to speak, if it's to dance, if it's to paint, if it's to make beautiful spaces for people to come together, whatever it is, if it's to make an amazing chocolate chip cookie, the world needs that now. It's always needed it, but we need it even more. Not only will you put more good into the world, but what happens is, Other people will then get the permission to see you doing it. Maybe they will do more of that. Maybe if we all actually stood up and did the things, shared our gifts, we would start creating more of this beautiful tapestry of color and being in that flow state. So I have a question for you. Are you ready to be a quitter? Are you ready to walk away from the things that don't feel like you being you. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's something in your life that just doesn't feel aligned and you know it. I want to help you be a quitter. I want you to come join me in the quitters club so you can start living more of that on purpose kind of a life, more of that life that feels magical, that life that's giving you more of a sense of purpose and more abundance. You know, Mother Teresa said it takes a checkbook to change the world. Mother Teresa said that. So if you sign up at kathyheller.com slash quitter, you are going to get access to some of the most important workshops that I've done, including the ditch your day job workshop. How do you actually sit down? You're going to take some notes and you're going to start to put one foot in front of the other and, and be able to not just take the leap, but build the runway so you can quit your job so that you, while you have this day job, can start getting your offer out there to figure out what your offer is. This is really at the heart of what the Quitters Club is going to do. It's going to help you figure out what will you offer? Are you going to make something? Are you going to teach something? Are you going to create some kind of community? You're going to get paid to do the thing 
that you were meant to do. And we're going to help you figure out what that thing is. You're going to have access to not just my workshops and my podcasting courses in there, also other epic masterclasses with some of my wisest friends like Allison Bird and Christy Wright. There's so much good stuff in there. Plus you're going to be in a community with amazing quitters, with people who have the guts to start to plan out the quit day, the embarking on the next frontier. My team, we're going to be showing up live every week to answer questions and get you through your roadblocks or resistance. If you sign up by Sunday night, you're going to get two extra fun bonuses. The first one is a ticket to my live virtual summit, which is on abundance and money mindset, which is going to be an all day event. So good. And the second one is going to be this live coaching brainstorming Q&A session, which I know is going to be fire. So don't miss this. Go to kathyheller.com slash quitter and do it. Put your money on yourself. Bet on yourself and say, I'm starting this path where I can see the end of this era where I was building someone else's dream. Okay, so today I want to share a workshop I did on how do you find your dream path? We're going to talk about a few juicy things like how do you uncover the life that you really desire, that you really desire? How do you identify what your calling is and how can you take that vision and actually build a business around it? I think you're going to find that this is really helpful. There's a few prompts I'm going to share with you. So you might want to answer it as you listen. You can get a pen and paper if you, if you want, if you're not driving and you can take some notes. So let's get into it. Here we go. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be spending this time with you. So let me start by saying this. You're, you're super smart. You are sitting here tonight because you know that you're made for more. Type a one if that resonates. You know you're made for more. Yeah, you are. And there's so much beauty in the questions you just asked and in the dreams that you're daring to dream, let me tell you a little bit of a spoiler alert. Your thing, the thing you came to the world to do in one form or another is to give your gifts away. This is serve. We crave making an impact. We are so thirsty to contribute. And we get caught up in this dance, like I said before, with this ego, where this ego likes to tell us a story about imposter syndrome and how we're not enough and how we have to really hustle in order to make things happen. Things are really hard. How often have you heard someone say some version of the thought that it's, it's really hard to make those things happen or you got to be lucky? Well, what if I told you that it's so easy that we just skip right over it? You are the mystic. The portal to that expansion is right here. You, Dorothy, you click your heels. But what we're taught is not to trust that. So the people that came before us, they want to protect us. They want to protect us from getting hurt. You know what happens By the age of nine or 12 or 16, we go through the fire. Type a one in the chat if by the age of 16, you had been through something very hard, very significantly hard. Me too. 
I feel that. I know what that's like. So what we do as people is we get our hearts broken in pieces and then we make an agreement. It's a silent agreement. But the agreement is, I'm not getting hurt again. So I will do anything to avoid rejection. I will do anything to avoid being in anything that's uncertain. Did you know that salaries are addictive? Do you know they find that certain things are actually addictive? They light up in the brain the same way addictive things light up. Did you know your iPhone is addictive? Do you know people are addicted to their iPhone? I, I think that I am because I like have to know where it is, right? It's like, I'm not addicted to my shoes. I'm not addicted to anything else. So salaries, it's interesting. So as people, we crave certainty, but we live for uncertainty. We yearn for something transcendent, for something bigger and more magical and more expansive than the predictable everyday mundane life. Isn't that why you watch movies or read books or dream or daydream? So that's a double bind, right? So real fast, for those of you who typed in the chat that you, you don't know who the heck I am, this is your first time hanging out, I'll tell you real fast my story, and then we're going to get into your story, okay? But what's nice about sharing my story is what we need as human beings is possibility, because what great leaders do is they put glasses on us that we can see further. And we as people, just like when you're a little kid and you model the behavior of your parents, we reach for the highest branch we can see. And so hopefully tonight, I'll show you a few branches and maybe you'll step out a little bit and maybe the view will be spectacular. Let's see, let's see what we could see. So what we're gonna do tonight is I'm gonna try to unpack for you some of what I've learned along the way and also just give you love because it's something I like to do and it's free and it's genuine. Right before I turned on this Zoom, I was listening to Don't Stop Believing because it was still on my iTunes because we listened to it in my class last night. And it's the Glee version of Don't Stop Believing. How many of you are sucker for acapella versions of things? Um, Pentatonics, amazing, all that stuff, so good. And you know, there's so much going on right now in the world that's so heartbreaking. And here we are you know, with so much, right? We have, we have Wi-Fi. We're sitting here, we're free. Think of the women right now in Afghanistan, how they feel for one second. So I was crying right before we came live because I feel like it's such an honor, it's such a gift to, to be a vehicle to really love people into life, to really help you for a second, to see a break in the clouds, to remember that you've been given a something and you know it. And it doesn't have to matter if it's Serena Williams something or if it's LeBron something or if it's Beyonce something. Who cares? It's your something. And I say this all the time, but you are the missing puzzle piece. What the world needs more of is you. What you need more of is you. What's really going to fulfill you if you're feeling unfulfilled, if you're feeling lonely, if you don't feel the sense of love in your life, give it away. Go give it away. You want to feel less lonely? Go talk to your neighbor give it away. You want to feel more fulfilled? Find some way to be generous with your gifts. 
So let's talk about what your gifts are. Number your paper, take out a piece of paper and a pen, number your paper one to 10. I want you to write this down. If I didn't have to be perfect, I would. What are things that you would do if you didn't have to be perfect at them? What are the things that you would do? Paint, bake, connect, hold space, start a membership, scrapbook. If you didn't have to be perfect, what are the things that you would do? So just looking at the list real fast, okay, without having any kind of imperial, you know, understanding of what's right and what's not, it doesn't matter. Just at first glance, which one of those things are you going to circle right now that for some reason at this moment at 8.25 p.m. Eastern feels the most expansive? Circle it. Trust your intuition for one second tonight. Which one? And write it in the chat. Start my podcast. Start my Etsy shop, sing, podcast, author, build a space, teach art classes, work outside, dance. Yes, 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 yes. Write the word yes next to it in all caps. Yes, it feels so good. So now, why are you not doing those things? We're gonna come back to this. We're not diving into this yet, but why are you not doing that? Let's say you just wrote what you wrote, write a book, start a yoga shop, whatever you wrote. Why are you not doing it? Write it down. Fear, fear, I'm afraid, money. Okay, Colleen, I want you to write these down. Fear and money, fear, lack of money, money, fear. Oh, so good, you guys, so good. I can actually help you with this. Fear, overwhelm, finances, fear, money, fear, money, fear, got it. Lack of education, that's a different one. Time, money, fear, time, overwhelm, ego, lack of qualification, focus. Okay, we're gonna come back to that. Let's talk a little bit more about you, your story. So how many of you have heard this word, ikigai? It's a Japanese word, ikigai. Maybe you've heard me say it. An ikigai is the point where three lines intersect. Three things come together. Three rivers converge. So what are they? What do you love? This is the Japanese word ikigai, which stands for what you are put in the world to do, okay? Your purpose with a capital P. What do you love? Number one, what are you good at? Number two. And number three, what does the world need or want? What do you love? What are you good at? What does the world need or want? You can write that down. Now let's go one step further from here, okay? So we're just kind of taking some pieces out and then we can try to see once we put, you know, you flip all the pieces over when you start, I don't know how you do a puzzle. What I do is I take all the pieces out of the box flip them all over. Then I usually get all the, the, the end perimeter pieces. You guys do that. And then we start to put the, so right now we're taking all the pieces out of the box. We're flipping them over and then we're going to see if we can put them together. Okay. I have a lot more to talk about, but first let's just thank our sponsors. I love coming up with new ideas, but actually executing the vision is not always my forte. That's why it's so important to have those people who can help get that project completed. Fiverr business puts a world of expert freelancers at your fingertips. so You can get that project across the finish line and be proud of the work. Plus, you're going to get everything you need to seamlessly integrate your new team members into your workflow. I've used Fiverr Business to hire graphic designers and Photoshop editors, and it was really easy to match with the freelancer who would be best for the 
project. We could see which freelancer would fit our budget and we didn't have to waste time searching or interviewing. It was such a smooth process. Fiverr Business truly is a modern workplace for the digital world. You can collaborate with your team, manage projects, and share freelancers all in one workspace. It's a simple way to set your business up for success and a big win for productivity and collaboration. So go check it out and find those freelancers that you need to give your next project just the boost it needs to finish strong. Right now, you can sign up for Fiverr Business absolutely free for the first year. Get one free year and save 10% on your purchase of Fiverr Business with promo code DREAMJOB10. Just go to fiverr.com slash business and don't forget promo code DREAMJOB10. Have you ever struggled with feeling good or achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can conveniently connect in a safe, private online environment and start communicating in under 48 hours, all without ever having to sit in any uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is available worldwide and offers a broad range of expertise like depression, stress, anxiety, trauma, relationships, self-esteem, anger, grief, and more. Anything you share is completely confidential. You're going to get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor anytime. I was feeling really overwhelmed a few weeks ago and facing some major life decisions. I didn't know about moving and there was other things. So I actually did go to BetterHelp and I talked to the online counselor about what I was dealing with and it helped me get clarity about what I really wanted to do. What was the best choice for myself and my family? I think it's really important to have someone who can be there for you when you're spinning your wheels, when you're not feeling your best, or you just want to talk something out. And I know that traditional offline counseling can be expensive. So I love that BetterHelp has financial aid available and it's making therapy more accessible to everyone. So start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash dreamjob. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash dreamjob for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. So here's another piece in the puzzle. I have interviewed almost 500 people and I can tell you they all fit into one of five categories. That's good news. There's a little bit of a pattern. So let's talk about these five categories so that you could try to identify what maybe is the answer to what you're supposed to do. Okay, so here are the five categories. Makers, teachers, curators, investigators. I'm gonna explain these, don't worry. And people who do a service, servers. So let's talk about what those are. Well, makers make things. So a maker, that's the songwriter, that's the screenwriter, that's the sculptor. That's the ice cream maker. That's the makeup maker. That's a maker. Teachers teach things. Maybe they teach screenwriting. Maybe they teach photography. Maybe they teach you how to do makeup. Curators. Curators might say, well, I don't wanna take the pictures and I don't wanna teach you how to take pictures, but I sure as heck would like to, oh, I'd love one day to have a gallery or to just put it together a show of all these different female photographers. That's a curator. Curators might say, I don't want to make the food and I don't want to teach people how to make food, but I'm such a foodie that I would love to put together some kind of a, a festival where people who make local batch goods come together and share the popcorn they make and the, the maple syrup they make and all that stuff. So we have makers, teachers, curators, investigators. Investigators are people who say, you know what? I'm so curious that if I could get paid to just be curious all day, I'd be in heaven. Malcolm Gladwell, who I mentioned before, he was on my podcast last year, he is an investigator. He is very much a curious person. And a lot of people quote him so often because his books are so, so successful that people think he wrote 
this research on the 10,000 hour rule? How many people have been like, oh, Malcolm Gladwell said, well, no, he said it, but he was quoting research, right? He investigates research. He's not, he is not a psychologist. He's an investigator. Gretchen Rubin is somebody who people say, you know what she says about happiness, right? Well, she's not Dr. Martin Seligman. Dr. Martin Seligman is a professor of an expert in positive psychology. Gretchen Rubin is actually a person who said, I am actually unhappy. She was on the podcast too. And we talked about it. She's like, I'm not a happy person and I would like to be happier. So she went on a search for how to be happier. So she took everybody with her while she investigated what would be the things that would make a person happier. You guys getting that a little bit? And then the last one is a server, a person who loves to do the service. So there are people who are like, I don't know. I'm my sister-in-law's like this. She's like, I just get so relaxed and so excited when I go in someone's house and I organize stuff for them. Like she loves all of it. She could organize papers in someone's office. I'm like, oh my God, the papers. I hate even knowing I have papers. I don't want to even look at them. She's like, oh, I pulled in my hand. Some I put in the shredder, some I put in an envelope. And I'm like, oh, she likes to go through bookshelves and color coordinate. I'm just like, oh my God, so not me at all. I am such a, I don't know what you would call me. Type B, not type A. I don't know what I am. Um, So she likes to do that service. What are other services? Some people like to do massages. I I, I love getting massages, but I often think, how do they do this? Like I couldn't do it for more than three minutes. People sometimes like to cut hair. People sometimes like to do interior design. Oh my God, they want to be there looking at the room, moving angles. It's like, that's amazing. Okay. So you have, right? Dog grooming. Someone just sent me a direct message. Dog grooming, that's a service. So those are the five things. Now, what if I told you that you could literally do those things? You could make a living doing those things. What we do is we overestimate what it's going to take and we underestimate what we could get done in one day. So I want you to, you don't have to tell me this number. You can keep it to yourself. Okay. But I want you to write it down for yourself. Okay. I want you to look at your own paper. Look at like what you make at your day job. You write that down on your own paper and you're like, okay, so you're pretty clear what you make a month. Could be 6,000, 4,000, 3,000, $2,100, zero, whatever it is. I am telling you as sure as I'm sitting here that you could do one of those five things and it is realistic. It is realistic. What are you saying? What are you asking of the universe? I want to be Richard Branson next week. I want to own an island. It's like, no, you're saying, could I put an offer in the world and do something I like that the world needs that I'm good at? The answer is yes. Now, here's the thing. When you look at the Ikigai, what do you love? What does the world need? What are you good at? The thing that we hate hearing but it is the truth is that fortune favors the brave and the bravest thing I've ever seen anybody do is step into the unknown because clarity is what everybody wants. Remember I said at the beginning, we all want certainty and clarity follows action. We only have the answer because we try things. Now, when I say fortune favors the brave, What I don't mean is that people should take the leap. I never say take the leap. I say, build the bridge, be smart, right? Look at the calendar 
and plan your quit day. Maybe it's in January, maybe it's in May, maybe it's next August, but plan it and use it as a motivator. And while you have your job, you let your, you let your job be the investor towards your dreams and you start to get excited. In order for you to figure out what you love, you're gonna have to try a couple things. If I were to say to you, we're going to Faneuil Hall, anyone been to Faneuil Hall, Quincy Market? So um, Quincy Market. So um, you can get almost all, any kind of food there, Indian food, you know, sushi, Italian food. If you had never tried all those things in your life and I took you there and I said, which one do you want? you might need to try a few things before you knew that you really want grape leaves. You want Greek food. You never had it. You need to try a couple things. When you ask, I asked this of Barbara Corcoran, when you ask her, how, does the, how do the people on Shark Tank know if they should make an investment in something? She said, we ask the same questions to the people who show up. Is there a market for this? Will somebody pay for this? So now let's ask that question. In the Ikigai, it doesn't just say, the Ikigai is what you love to do. It doesn't say that. It says, what do you love to do that the world also needs? Now that's a gift because what we know from studying human beings is that what makes us happiest is doing things that impact other people. Let me bring you back to Dr. Martin Seligman because I mentioned him for one second before. Dr. Martin Seligman is like the father of positive psychology. And they did a study at Harvard where they brought people in who wanted to be happier. And he said, great, we're going to spend a week together. And I want you to make a list of all the things you love to do and all the things you love and all the things you love to eat and all the people you love to be around. Make a list. Everything that makes you happy. This is your best Christmas ever. We're granting all your wishes. Genie in a bottle. So they gave people money for a shopping spree, a trip with their best friends, the best night's sleep. They didn't have to go to work. They gave people everything. And they did all of these tests on them at the beginning and at the end of the week. And at the end of the week, they found people were not happier. There was really no change. Interesting. So he said, if you wouldn't mind, come back next week. People came back the next week. And he said, let's try something different. Instead of giving you money to spend on yourself, I'm going to give you money. I want you to give it away. Instead of you going and having your favorite foods every week, every day of the week, I want you to go give food to other people. I want you to hold the door for other people. And on and on and on and on it went. And when people came back at the end of the week, and of course I'm leading the witness here, do you think they were happier? They were happy. Because what we long for, people want to be seen. What we want to be seen for are the unique ways that we affect this world. We want to be needed more than even loved. We want to feel like what we do, it mattered. That we left it better than it was. That somebody else is better off because we exist so it's an amazing gift to flip the way you think about how you're going to choose what your dream path is. And you say, what lights me up? Now, that's the thing. It has to light you up because you have to have juice in order for you to be willing to show up for it. But what thing do you like doing 
that the world actually does need and does does want. The other thing to think about is there are things that are hobbies that light you up, but you're not sure if anyone needs or wants it. Well, the question that we're talking about tonight is how can I do a dream and get paid to do something that doesn't make a job? Well, as soon as there's money involved, that means someone gave me that money. That means somebody gave me money, which is equal to value for them. It's a way, money is a story, right? We put it on paper, $10 of value, $50 of value, $1,000 of value, write a check, it has a certain value. So people give me things, this is their value that they have in exchange for things that they value. So once it's a business, it has to matter that somebody else needs it or wants it. When we have two words, write it down, radical empathy, radical empathy, we are able to build a business because we're able to solve problems. Now, I want you to know something that's very good news. You can absolutely figure out how to make a living doing what you love and still caring what somebody else needs. Today, I interviewed for the podcast, you'll hear it soon. I interviewed Brandy Carlisle on the podcast today. And the very first thing she said to me is that more than anything creative, she values people. She has so much empathy that she can't help but think of the collective every time she writes a song. So it's not just her song, it's our song. You know, when you're at a concert and the guy or the girl is singing whatever, and then they finally sing, Paul Simon finally sings Call Me Out, and you're like, everyone dances because everyone knows that one. And then he plays these three new songs, you're like, mm, go back, you know? play feeling groovy. Like we can all sing along to that, you know, play bridge over troubled water. It's our song in that moment, everyone's in it. So we need to get that. That's not selling out. That's the whole deal. Now, what I didn't say is that because Brandy is somebody who has such a capacity for empathy, she decided to do something with the empathy that she doesn't like to do but she took the thing she loves to do, which is to play music and directed it towards serving, uplifting, helping other people set themselves free from shame, from whatever it is that she wanted to be talking about. That's powerful, right? Everybody's given a couple gifts in the bag. When you're born, you get a bag of stuff. Some people, there's a typewriter in there. Some people, there's a hammer in there. Some people, there's a microphone. You got a gift and you know it. Now, how do you use that thing, right? In a way that it's also someone else is going to say, oh my God, I'm going to pay you for that. So when I was writing music, I want you to hear this. I got dropped from the label. I gave up. I said, oh, well, that's it. You're either lucky enough to have somebody be your muse and invest in you or you have to go do something you hate and sit at a desk and be unhappy. Those were the two choices. But again, I wanna show you a different branch to reach for. So the different branch I understood was, wait a minute, the reason I was successful at licensing music to TV shows and movies and ads is because I did something that other songwriters just didn't think to do. I would call up, first of all, 
Remember how you wrote before in the chat, why you don't do things. And one of the things was because you're scared. I know what it feels like to be scared. I know what it feels like to make phone calls, to pitch yourself, to do cold calls, to do sales things. And your heart is racing. I know what that feels like. And when somebody actually connected with me, I would do things that other songwriters didn't think to do. And I would say, what project are you working on? What story are you telling? How can I help tell that story? And people would say the same thing every time. Oh my God, that's so refreshing. Well, I'm working on a movie right now about sisters. I need a song about sisters. Well, Kath, we're working on a, uh, you know, an ad right now for Christmas. And it's all about like remembering the magic. And we need a song with the word magic in it, but it, we, don't want, we don't want it to be too corny and not too slow. And I would say, oh my God, thank you. Thank you. And then I would take this bigger story that I would get to be a part of and I would go to the studio and I really felt like it was better than Disneyland. And I would say, I could use my talent to write that song. And it was almost like shooting fish in a barrel. It's such a gross, weird expression, but it's all I could think of in the moment. And that's how easy it was. And I would just come right back and say, this is a song. You wanted a song about home? Here's a song about home. You want? Did it make me less me? I don't think so. I mean, I saw Waitress. How many of you saw Waitress on Broadway or heard the recording? I just can't imagine that anyone can look at Sarah Bareilles and say, mm, you sold out. I know you, I've read about you. You don't have a baby. You weren't, you weren't beat up by some guy. So you wrote all those songs. Those songs aren't about you. You sold out, not so much, right? Instead, she had the gift to use her talent to step into the story that someone else was telling and oh my God right? It's magic. Magic. Okay, we have a few more things to cover, but first, just a quick ad break. This episode is supported by GoodRx. With GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices for your prescription across 70,000 pharmacies like CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, Walmart, your neighborhood pharmacies, and find the best discount available. In fact, you can save up to 80%. GoodRx is free and it's easy to use, and it's often cheaper than your insurance copay or Medicare. So join the millions of Americans who use GoodRx to get affordable healthcare every month. I used GoodRx recently to see if I can get a discount on some pain medication that I needed. It was really simple. I just went onto the website and typed it into the search bar. And then I was able to see a breakdown of which pharmacy had the best deal. And I ended up saving 60%. I think this is such a helpful service, especially since healthcare and prescriptions can cost a ton. So this is a great way to be resourceful and save some money. To start saving up to 80% on your prescriptions today, go to goodrx.com slash dreamjob. That's goodrx.com slash dreamjob to start saving up to 80% on your prescriptions. GoodRx is not insurance, but it can be used instead of insurance. In 2020, GoodRx users received an average savings of over 70% of retail prices. So the biggest thing that happens is we believe that in order for us to do all of these things, we already have to be clear that we're perfect at these things. And that is something that you need to fully embrace. You need to embrace that you have to be willing. Here's the deal. You have to be willing to do mediocre things. Sit with that for a second. How does that feel to know that your first podcast, your first email to someone, your first thing on Etsy, it will not be your best. How does it feel to know you're going to make some mediocre things? Carrie said, horrible, not good. 
Yeah, it's not, it's not a great feeling, but you've survived a lot worse. Where would Fred Astaire be? Where would Serena be if the first time she played and Venus wins the match and she says, oh, forget it. She wouldn't be Serena, would she? We should think of people who we admire right now. And as much as you admire them for their talent, next time you see someone like Lady Gaga or Brene Brown, anybody who you think has mastered something and so talented, right? Someone's a great writer, a great speaker, a great whatever. I want you to admire them also for being willing to tolerate not being perfect for a while. That's really the hero. Can you imagine? I heard Ed Sheeran talking about his songwriting and he said, you ever go into a cabin and you know, you're staying with your friends somewhere in Vermont to go skiing and you haven't been there in a while and you go to turn on the faucet and the faucet comes out like some brown water. Well, you just let the water run for like 12 seconds and the water's clean. He said, that's how my songwriting was. He goes, I had to write my way through the brown water till it got better, better, better. And then it was great. How many times have you listened to a song and you go, oh my God, this song like takes my breath away. How many songs had to happen for that song to be written? That's the only analogy I use because that's my analogy. Because once I started writing songs every single week and month and they were all over TV and film and ads, people were like, well, you're just good at it. I'm like, well, I wasn't. I was pretty mediocre at it, actually. I got better at it. What we practice, we get better at. So one of the things that we practice is some pretty nasty beliefs that make the world feel really small. Some of those beliefs are, it's not possible. Some of those beliefs are, nobody's there. There's no customers. There's no money. People are so broke. Nobody would pay me. Type of one, if you ever thought any thoughts like that. We have to start by practicing different thoughts. The money is there. The clients are there. How about there's evidence that the thing I'm doing, people are doing. Imagine out of the entire world, whether you opened a membership for women who wanted to create a writing or you um, sold a few things on Etsy or you um, organized people's closets. Imagine if out of the entire world, 200 people paid you $47. This is just random numbers. That's $9,400. So let's say you had, this is just so random, but let's say you had a class that was $47 or a membership for people who want a scrapbook that's $47. If you had 200 people in the whole world, that's $9,400 a month. In 90 days, if you wanted to get 200 people in the world to buy $47 worth of something, in 90 days, that's two people a day. Two people a day. That's just a random example. I said to a friend, what if you taught a class in playwriting? And she said, because that's what she wanted to do. She's like, I could never leave my job. I could never leave my job. I said, okay, let's say you had 15 people pay you $50 and another 15 people. So you had two classes of 15. That's $750 a class. That's $1,500 a week. 
So if you taught two classes on a Sunday, two different hours, even an hour and a half a piece, three hours, 90 minutes, whatever it is, you teach two classes, 15 people a piece for $50, that's 6,500 a month. You're like, hmm. My best friend, everybody knows the story. I tell it a lot, but it was, she was on Shark Tank and she did a deal with Mark Cuban. She actually got more than the money she asked for. In her own house, she just started tinkering around with vegan recipes and she came up with vegan, vegan corned beef. And she took, a, she took a step into the unknown and she went in front of a local grocery store and asked a bunch of people if they wanted to try it because her family liked it, but she wanted to see if strangers would like it. And then she made a list of where could she have people try this. And she made a list of the delis in LA and she called all the different managers to see if they wanted to taste it. And some people were like, don't call here during lunch. And some people were nice. And she had one deli manager try it and said, well, let's see, fine, we'll buy a few pounds. Well, what wound up happening is she was able to say to them, you know, hey, when people come in here late at night, when people come in here during the day, they might want to see a vegan option. More and more people are vegan. If you don't have any vegan on your menu, you don't look pretty cool. Anyway, they started to carry it. She had 10 delis, 10 customers, each, each deli buying about 100 pounds, 100 pounds every couple of weeks. Then it turned into, well, where else are their mouths to feed? She's like, well, what if I called Dodger Stadium? What if I called the commissaries at Fox and Netflix and everything else? And on and on it went until she called Whole Foods, Subway, Quiznos. She's making multi-millions. She has three kids. It's amazing. Now she doesn't just have vegan corned beef. She has vegan corned beef, turkey, steaks. It's amazing. And she's helping some animal friends as well. Howard Schultz was on my podcast. He started something called Starbucks. So Howard made me cry talking to him because I know Starbucks. I've heard his name. I didn't know him. I didn't know that he grew up in public housing. I didn't know that they grew up below the poverty line. I didn't know that his father was hurt in the war and they lived in a 300 square foot apartment and he used to do his homework in the stairwell because they had no space. I didn't know that he got a scholarship playing football to Northern Michigan because he played outside so often because there was no space inside on the concrete in Brooklyn. He played football because there was nowhere else to go in the house. And that's why he got a scholarship because there was also no other way to go to college. I didn't know that he lived at the last stop of the L train in Canarsie, Brooklyn. I didn't know that they used to have Jewish family services bring them food because they literally were starving. I didn't know that his mother used to look him in the eyes and say, we live at the last stop of the L train, but you don't get off here. This is not your last stop. Howard, you look at me you don't get off here. I was weeping. This man makes $4 billion a year. Do you understand how much money he has? He came from zero. What happened was he stepped into the unknown. Everybody wants a master plan. People say to me, I have a business problem. I go, no, you don't. It's a courage problem. It's the courage to tolerate being mediocre. It's the courage to test things. It's the courage to try. It's the courage not to know. It's the courage to put yourself out there. So what happened with Howard Schultz is that he was working at a coffee grind company 
when coffee used to be a thing that people would sell to big office buildings and people would have it in their coffee makers. There was no Starbucks. There was no corner place where you could get all the different kinds of Frappuccinos that didn't exist back then. And he had never been out of the country and he was sent on a sort of like a conference by this coffee company to Italy. And he was just completely enchanted because he had never been out of the country and he was walking through the city streets and he saw people sitting at cafes with little cups of espresso. They would just linger and they just make space for each other. And he came home and he said to his wife, he's like, we don't have that here. Everyone's always busy. People are in the office or they're home, but they're not sitting. They don't just sit. If they go eat, they go eat bacon, eggs, ham, you know, they don't sit over a little tiny nothing and just sit for the conversation. He said, we should have that here. And he had never been excited about anything. And he said, I'm going to do this. And long story short, he bought this little coffee grind company called Starbucks. All that Starbucks did at that time was they were a little tiny company, a little warehouse in Seattle that packed coffee beans. That's all they did. There was no Starbucks you could go into. He, long story short, raised a bunch of money was able to buy this little coffee grind business and open up the very first Starbucks. And now, does anyone know how many Starbucks there are? Take a guess. So there are 34,000 Starbucks, and that doesn't include the Starbucks that you find in airports or Target. <laughs> there are so many Starbucks. There's now so many Starbucks that there's a Starbucks inside the Starbucks, right? Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. And he is famous for giving people healthcare, which is amazing. People can get a part-time job and get healthcare. And he's famous for giving people a college education, which is awesome. So what does that show you? There's some possibilities, right? My friend, Jamie Kern Lima, how many of you know who Jamie is? Jamie sold her company, It Cosmetics. How much did she sell her company for? 1.2 billion with a B. She was a Denny's waitress. She was never the girl who anyone told was ever gonna be on TV as a model, a girl with rosacea, a girl who would never fit into size two jeans. She sold her company for 1.2 billion. Next time you look at someone and you think that the reason why they made it is because they had money or they had resources that you don't have, look for the evidence of the people where that's not the case. That's not the case. My friend Alex wrote this book called The Third Door and he interviewed Lady Gaga and Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and Maya Angelou and Larry King and a bunch of other people and Steven Spielberg. And he said, all of those people, there was no help. There was no resources. There was no VIP list. So he said, I sat back and wondered, so what is it? What's the through line? Maya Angelou, Steven Spielberg, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, all these people. Like, what was the through line? And what he said is, I realized it's like a nightclub. You go to the nightclub, there's a line wrapped around the block. Everyone's just waiting, 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 hoping that they get in, hoping that they get in. That's the first line. That's the first door. That's the sucker's bet. The second door, the second line, that's the folks that are on the VIP list. Your last name's Kardashian, right this way. Your dad owns the building next door, right this way, VIP. He goes, that's even worse than the sucker's bet. 
That's like the most unfulfilling line. Then he said, there's a third door because he said, everyone who's ever looked at a building knows there's another way in. There's a side door. There's a kitchen door. There's a, there's a door on the back. And he said, the, the brilliant thing that he realized that all of these people did, it wasn't finding the door. He said, because everyone knows there's a door, you can find the door. He said, the hardest part is leaving the line. Cause we are so brainwashed to believe that we can't leave that line. And we want the approval of the people that were around so badly that we don't want them to look at us and say, look who, look who thinks that she's going to leave this line. Look who thinks she's leaving this line. So I could literally give you examples. In fact, my podcast, the prerequisite to be on the podcast is you cannot be from the second line. Because I wanted to do a podcast where every single guest would be evidence of what you really need to figure it out. And I want you to know this. And we know this, by the way. We know this for a fact because there's science to prove it. The greatest resource that you need in order to make this magic happen, it's not the money and it's not the time. It's the greatest resources that are inside of you compassion, empathy, that fire, passion, grit. And the biggest one is the rarest one. It's an open heart. When you walk into a space and your heart is open, you're a magnet, everything good, every opportunity. So as I said to you, when we started, maybe we're so committed to the idea that it has to be hard, that it's so actually easy, but we keep skipping over it. When was the last time you made a little space to trust your intuition, to stir the dream pot? So let's go back to those dreams that you said that you had, the things that you said that you would do if you didn't have to be perfect. So first, I want you to know that if the thing that most people crave deeply is connecting, true connection, authenticity, not feeling alone, if they really just want to feel connected, if what the world is missing the most right now, I can tell you, is empathy. We live in an empathy deficit. Then I think if you became more concerned with how you could give your gifts away than focusing on yourself and whether you're smart enough or good enough or pretty enough or tall enough or rich enough or young enough, maybe you would say, well, what if I could impact one person today, three people today? Maybe just having an open heart would actually go a long way. We make it so hard. Like, oh my God, I could never do that. In order to do that, I would need three degrees. In order to do that, I would first have to have $400,000 in the bank. It's like, what are you talking about? It's a human business. Sales is not a numbers game. It's a people's game. So let's go back to those things that you wanted to do. Picture yourself a year from now. It's August 17th, 2022, and you're doing that thing. Tell me again in the chat. If you could stir the dream pot, if you had the Herald and the purple crayon, if you had that purple crayon and you could just make it so, if you could be in the state where you are the equal vibration to what that is and you could just see it made manifest, what is it? Making wine, sing at the Grand Ole Opry, 
build a garden, retreats, people, weddings, successful author. That's how you know that that's a compass, right? That's a compass. And when I say it's a compass, I mean, if the dream is in you, it's for you. Here's how I mean it. We can only see what we can see and we don't see well. If I held up my camera right now and took a picture, my camera will actually see what's here. I won't because I have a cognitive bias. So I'm going to see through the filter of my lens, what that blue reminds me of. If I walk in a room and see a guy who's tall with such and such hair, I might might remind me of my father, right? We don't see what's there. No, we see what we look for the evidence of. So let's say we have a dream. I had a dream. I was going to go to LA. I was going to get a record deal. So you could say, well, you had a dream and if the dream is in you, it's for you. That's not true. That's not what happened. No, 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 no. Hang on a second. Because that was the only branch I could see. But by pursuing that branch, it led me like the game of like hotter, colder. It led me to where I was really supposed to be. Who's ever seen Field of Dreams? The guy's like, I wanted to play baseball, right? Such a great movie. And he gets this chance. I'm going to totally spoil it for you. But it's so many years old that if you haven't seen it, you deserve the spoiler. (laughs) And he goes out. And he's finally going to get to play with all of the legends, all the greats. And just as he gets up to bat, oh, it's going to make me cry. This little kid falls in the stands. And someone says, is there a doctor here? I'm literally going to cry. And he runs over. And Kevin Costner's character goes, oh, my God, I can't believe you missed that. And he goes, no, you get it all wrong. If I would have played baseball... I would never become a doctor. It's an amazing moment. If I would have gotten my dream, I would have toured around the world. I would have worn these clothes. You should have seen what they wanted me to wear. I never would have married the guy next door. I wouldn't have my three girls and I wouldn't be sitting here. And I wouldn't have the opportunity to get the letters from hundreds of thousands of people every day saying, because of you, I opened a bakery because of you. I learned how to play the violin. I bought my mom a house. I took the job in Paris. We can't see, we don't really know. But the truth is that I said the truth to you, fortune favors the brave. And when you're brave enough to take this one little clue, you go all in. Whatever the door is, will open. That's the truth. We live in this world where people are so, they're so busy. They don't have any time. And everybody, everyone needs an ROI. I'm not going to waste time on that. What if nothing happens? What if it looks stupid? Well, if you're lucky, the time's going to pass anyway. So why don't you give yourself a little grace and put something out in the world? And maybe by building these wooden tables, you're going to get led to this woman who actually really wants you to build these wooden bowls. And next thing you know, you you make these little figurines. And next thing you know, I mean, Steve Jobs, for God's sake, started by taking a calligraphy class. And he kept looking at these fonts. And he said to his best friend, wouldn't it be nice 
if everything in the world was beautiful. That's how it started. And his friend said, well, shouldn't it be useful? And he was like, what if it's just beautiful? That's amazing. And when you ask people why they love Apple products, they're so beautiful. It's beauty. And why is it designed? So that we'll make beautiful things. Make your own music, write your own script, take your own pictures, make things beautiful. Make things beautiful. That came from a calligraphy class. But as I said, everybody wants certainty so bad that we refuse to be available for magic. So is it possible? Yeah. Are there clues everywhere? Yeah. Is there evidence that you can do this? Yeah. I want you to go home tonight back to where you are and I want you to find two examples, two people who do that thing that you said you wanna do because I want you to look at it. I want you to see it. It exists. There are people writing books. There are people living in Italy. Whatever those people are doing, whatever those things you are to, you could find eight examples of that in the next six minutes on Instagram just by searching a hashtag. You'll find people you never even heard of making money doing hand lettering, making money selling cheesecake, making money teaching people Taekwondo, whatever it is. So could you make money starting a podcast? Of course. Could you make money creating a group just for women to hold space for people who want to talk about conscious parenting or a better sex life? Of course. Do you need to be an expert? No. Who said so? Go look for the evidence. Am I an expert? Is Oprah an expert? Where's Oprah's PhD? I bet she has like 19 honorary PhDs, but I don't think she sat down and got a doctorate. Not the last time I checked. Does that make her less? Where, what PhD did Moses have? What, what are we talking about? Like, what, what is this? It's like imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. It's like, mm, oh my God. So I want everyone to be quitters. I'm creating a movement. I want everyone to quit. I want you to quit your job so that you can actually do your life's work. I want you to quit saying yes when you really mean no. I want you to quit building other people's dreams. I want you to quit being a people pleaser. I want you to quit constantly telling yourself that you can't have the life you want. I want you to quit a lot of things. And so I created, I created this thing called the Quitters Club. And I'm going to tell you about it because I feel it's a moral obligation. I really do. My friend, James Clear... He wrote a book called Atomic Habits. It was the number one New York Times bestselling book many, many weeks in a row. I said, what's the most important habit? He said, you know, six months ago, if you would have asked me that, because people asked me that, I didn't know the answer, but now I know the answer. I said, what is it? Who you spend time with, he said. Who you spend time with, because we become the people we spend time with. So I've had it, especially this week. I see women and I feel powerless that I can't do anything, I want to be bigger. I want to be bolder. I want to create more of a fire. I need more people to rise. I need to see more women with checkbooks. I need to see more women millionaires. That's what I need to see. My friend Rachel Rogers wrote a book called We Should All Be Millionaires. She's correct. There is no good reason why we're not, unless we're just not fully rising, fully showing up, fully being on the hook, fully making a promise, fully saying, I will I will take those photos for you. I will make them good. I will do what I can. I will invest in it. I am. It's not who am I not to do this. It's not who am I to do this. It's who am I not to do this. 
Who are you not to do this? You've been given so much. You have a life force. You have Wi-Fi. You're running water. There are people who have none of that. Let's go. Not on my watch. So now I am unrelenting. So I do everything I possibly can. And I want to do more things. I'm on a mission. So we do this podcast. It comes out every single day. It's free. If that's going to get in your ears, that's going to be like the people you spend time with. Great. But you need the next thing. Because you don't just need information, you need transformation. In order to do that, you need to put skin in the game. You need to start taking action. And so I have this big program called Made to Do This. It's not open right now. I open it twice a year, sometimes three times. Usually now it's going to be like twice a year. So that's not available again until February. And I said, I have to do something. I got to get people forward, moving forward. We need momentum here. I read all these articles this week, how many people want to quit their jobs. You know what happened in the pandemic? We took a good look around and we said, I'm not going back to that. When life is this precious, I'm not spending hours of my life asleep at the wheel. The world needs a lot more light. It needs you. It needs you to get busy putting your gifts in the world. So we started this thing called the Quitters Club. And it's awesome. It's all of these workshops that I've done that you can sit and watch to help you find your thing, to build your audience, to put your thing in the world. Plus, it gives you a community of people who will celebrate you when you pick your quit day, when you actually ring the bell. And you don't have to even ring the bell. You can just say, I'm going to ring the bell. And here's all the things that we're going to help each other do so that we can actually leave our jobs and do the things that we're meant to do and make the world more beautiful. So I want you to go check it out because we can't be done tonight. So if you go to kathyheller.com slash quitter, you can check it out. Now, here's the cool thing. We are going to do a summit because we just did a summit last week and it was amazing. It was two days, two days. Don't keep your day job live. It was amazing. We're going to do a summit on abundance and money mindset and money because there is so much sabotage around something that's literally right here. We need to learn to open our palms and start to receive because the more abundance you take in, the more abundance you create in the world. The more cherry trees you plant, the more cherries there are for other people. The more money you make, the more money you can spend, the more money you make, the more people you can hire, the more women in Afghanistan you can help set free. This is no longer a choice. And that problem is a hundred years old. The, I don't know how to make money. I can't, it's like all day long, people are looking online for ways of spending money. It's like, I want to join this thing. I want to buy this thing. I want to do this thing. I want to go on this experience. Like it's all here. We need the courage. We need to get messy and get active and put our offers out in the world. So if you join the quitters club and you join it, I need to, I need to give you guys incentive to make quick decisions because we get so we are we're constantly constantly firing and wiring these fearful thoughts in our minds and so we just uh it's like inertia a body at rest stays at rest a body in motion stays in motion there's just been such resistance to moving into the more expansive place and so i've got to up the ante so i said to colleen i said we're going to do a summit for anybody who signs up for the quitters club in the next 24 hours you get to come to a day with me of a summit, we're gonna talk about abundance and how to actually claim that. It's gonna change your life. We're gonna exchange a vibration that's actually gonna fuel you. That's the point. So there's that. And um, the thing that happens with the Quitters Club is that once a week, my team is gonna be in there doing roundtables to help you figure out 
what's your thing. So you're going to have all these classes for me. And then it's, what's your thing? What's your thing? Now, here's another really cool thing for anybody who wants to in February, do my 12 week program. You will be able to apply what you pay for the quitters club towards that. So you won't have lost anything. Instead, you'll have gained actually taking the steps now. So when you do made to do this, you're able to set sail. Made to do this is literally the best thing I've ever done besides my kids. I am there all in 12 weeks. It's not like somebody else. It's like you will have a breakthrough. You'll probably have eight breakthroughs. So that's the quitters club. So the bottom line is you came here tonight because you wanted to be reminded that you were made for more and you 100% are right. And you wanted to know what's this thing. So tell me now from what we talked about tonight, what would be one next teeny next step that you could take towards building that life, stirring that dream pot? Tell me in the chat, what's one next step? Trying new things, writing a daily practice website. I'm going to tell you that the bottom line is, okay, we go back to the courage problem. In order for you to figure out what your thing is, you got to start showing up for people and giving your gifts away. You got to offer to organize someone's closet, see if you like it. You got to offer to cater somebody's birthday party, see if you like it. You got to offer to write that song and perform it. You got to get brave. You got to get messy. And here's the thing. If you want to grow, you should have something on the calendar that makes your heart beat fast. And the truth is that the real satisfaction in all of this is going to sleep at night and feeling that you didn't talk yourself out of your potential today. The biggest regret of the dying is people saying, I did not live life on my terms. How scary is that? And how powerful is it to let go of being a codependent and saying, you know what? I don't know that it's my job what everyone thinks of me. Some people don't like peaches. Some people don't like Jerry Seinfeld. There will be people right now already who don't like me, who don't like what I have to offer, who'll never like my podcast, never like my blog, never like my cooking. That's okay. How about that's okay? How about there's people you don't like? Let's be honest. How about there's music you don't like? How about you're not for everybody and they're not for you? Now let's just get on with our life and start showing up and start getting messy. And as hard as that sounds, it's harder doing that by yourself, which is why I created the space. It's very hard to do that in a vacuum, very hard. Accountability isn't a little thing. We are 95% more likely to get a result when we're kept accountable, not 8%, 95% more. And we do become the people we're around. So we need to come together to support each other and to remind each other of what's possible and to keep each other accountable so we don't talk ourselves out because the fear is so, so heavy. So you can say, I got it, but nobody does. So I'm in a mastermind, right? I always have a coach. We all have a person because we want that next level. We want to be able to see higher up in the branches so the view is clearer. So if for some reason 
I'm your person, you should sign up for the Quitters Club because it's the cheapest, least expensive thing that I offer. And it's wonderful. You get a bunch of amazing masterclasses. Plus you get this community. Plus you can apply it towards me to do this down the road if you want to. And if you sign up in the next 24 hours, you're also going to get this summit we're going to do on abundance, on manifesting abundance in your life because there's no good reason. And it's a necessity at this point. Mother Teresa said, it takes a checkbook to change the world. Let's learn to receive. And if what's true that I said, radical empathy is at the heart of business, let's serve more people in exchange for more to come in and then more we can put back out. What do you think? The other thing we decided to do, if you sign up in the next 24 hours, is we're going to do another live, but it's going to be a Q&A session where we will be able, you will have the time to ask me questions based upon the masterclasses and the workshops that I'm giving you that you're going to watch. By the way, you also get my podcast course as well. So inside there's all these workshops, the five steps to ditch your day job, the confidence code, how to overcome imposter syndrome, how to build an audience, how to sell what you do, how to create content and all of those kinds of pieces of marketing that you need. And then you have this community where we ring the bell and we celebrate people on that journey for making the decision that you are going to come out of this place and actually build your own business. You know, there's only two choices. You either have the courage to sell yourself or you work for someone else who had the courage to sell themselves. So it's, it doesn't make any sense, right? It's like, why are you working for this dude or this person? She's, well, she's all that. It's like, we have so much to give. And what you, what you come to realize is that it's such a gift, right? The person who made this shirt, the person who made this ring, I'm grateful. These candles, these flowers, they're not taking from me. It's a gift that they're of service, that they're offering up their ability to make candles that are non-toxic, to make arrangements that look like this. I get these every week fresh, right? The photographer who took that photo of my daughter over there, right? We get to realize that by selling things to people, when it really is focusing on these things that we realize that people want and need, it is a gift. It is the way the world goes round. And so you will learn how to find a thing that you do love, that the world does need. And then when you get into Made to Do This, it's a 12-week immersion program where it kicks your butt. And by the end of the 12 weeks, you go from idea to income. In the Quitters Club, you're able to start to take some action without throwing down as much money as it is to be in a 12-week coaching program with me. And you're able to just say, okay, I'm going to start watching this stuff. I'm going to start talking about this stuff. I'm going to start doing this homework. And you're going to get the momentum. I mean, think about how many ahas you had just from this conversation tonight because you're plugging back in right? It's like a toaster that's not plugged in, an iron that's not plugged in. What good is it? When you plug in to the truth, to source, to expansion, to what's right here for you, you go, oh my God, why have I been sitting over here, stuck over here? When it's right here, it's literally right here. You got to go be brave. You got to go show up, get messy. Would you believe that I would have started a podcast in my closet four years ago and now it's an eight-figure business? Is that a joke? I'm not even a famous person. I didn't have a Drew Barrymore on my title when I started. I don't have a name. I wasn't a thing. I just started it in my closet. 
Of course, I thought there's other podcasters of this. Who cares? When you know that you have an assignment, you have a gift you want to share. The greatest part of it, guys, you get to give your gift away. What about that? How good does that feel? And then, oh my God, now comes this other ROI. You actually get paid to do it. Double awesome. When we start living in alignment, when we start living with something called integrity, it pays well. Integrity means there's this thing nudging me. I'm actually going to go do it. And then what legacy do you leave for your kids who see you getting up at an open mic, who see you up at night, up early before you have to go to work, writing a book? John Grisham wrote those books before he went to work. He didn't quit his law job until he had like six bestsellers. You don't have the time? Of course you do. You know how many hours people spend on their phone? Very scary. What do you think is the average amount of time people spend on their phone every day? It's hours, four to six hours. Let's be honest. We have time. We don't have courage. And the thing I want you to start saying to yourself is I have survived so many harder things. I have a story to tell and I don't need to be perfect. I need to be genuine. I don't need to have it all figured out. I need to show up and have an open heart. Do you know that by the end of August, if you were brave enough, you could do what Jenny did, have people start sampling the thing you make, whether it's your service, it's your food, it's your thing. You start sampling it. By the end of August, you're going to go, I'm pivoting. I just got four more ideas. Great. Look how many times I've pivoted. I started out as a songwriter. I didn't even know podcasts existed. I don't even think they existed when I was songwriting in 2007. Maybe they had just started. Never heard of it. So we are here to help. And this is why every person I've interviewed on that podcast studies with somebody else, has a teacher, has a coach, has a pod, has a mastermind. Like we are here to level this up because this is what's in the way. It's not a shortage of money. I didn't have money or connections or anything when I went to LA. I didn't have it when I started podcasting. I could tell you story after story It's about being resourceful. It's about opening your eyes. It's about saying there's magic here. The clues are everywhere. Let's go. How much can I get done in one day? If I've got 20 seconds of courage, how much could I get done today? Forget noodling on a website. Forget talking about it. What am I going to go do? Who am I going to talk to? I'm going to go out in the world and I'm going to attempt a thing and try a thing and listen and get feedback. And this is what we do in depth inside me to do this. And in the quitters club, you get to start building this. You get to start to do the things to get you ready for that. So it is very exciting. Tell me right now, I just saw people saying you're going to be in there. Type a one in the chat. Tell us if you're going to be in the quitters club, because we want to celebrate you. We want to celebrate you. Sherry's in, Juliana's in, Boris is in, Ava's in, Megan's in. Yes. And if you already signed up for the Quitters Club, we launched it like a saw. We just like quietly launched it a few weeks ago. Then you get all those bonuses too. Of course, of course, as my mom would say. So we are so excited to have you sign up, go to kathyheller.com slash quitter. And for those of you who are listening, who are like, I'm on the fence. I don't know. I implore you to do something with this. Like oftentimes something happens. We wind up somewhere and we're like, I actually feel inspired. Do something with that but you have to do something with it, right? Please, please do. Like I 
didn't show up here tonight so that you would just like turn around and then let it go. Because I see you. I want you out there in the world. I want your podcast, your book, your shop, your things, your jewelry, your food. I want you there. I want you telling the story to someone else so that I rise, you rise, now somebody else rises. We have to just keep going. So the Quitters Club, you can join the Quitters Club. It's like $97 to join. That doesn't exist in my world. Up until now, I have made to do this. It's $4,000. I don't even offer things for $97 like that. It doesn't exist. So we're doing it. So you should join it. And if you think to yourself, oh my God, I don't have, I, I can't invest that in myself. It's like, oh my gosh, how easily if your child said, I want to take piano lessons or basketball, like you're going to be like, I'll figure it out, right? You got to learn to figure this out to make time for you, to make time for this stuff. So anyway, go to kathyheller.com slash quitter. If you join in the next 24 hours, we're going to give you that full day summit. I can't wait to do it. And you're going to get a special Q&A with me. We're going to go over the steps to ditching the day job. You're going to get that masterclass. You're going to watch the It's Your Turn. You're going to watch the How Do You Scale. You're going to watch, there's Christy Wright is in there. Jasmine Starr is in there. Allison Bird is in there. There's so much good content in there. And we're going to have a chance to go over it and talk about it. And every single week, you, you know, Colleen, by the way, she's a smarty pants. She actually has a PhD <laughs> and she runs my team. And she's brilliant and she's kind and she's going to be in there. Oh my God, for you to have that round table every single week. And Beth, these two women have been working with me. They know this work. So it's here for you. It's here for you. I had so much fun with you guys tonight. Thank you for bringing your hearts. Thank you for participating. I hope that you're walking away feeling a little bit clearer that you can see a little bit further. There's so much more that I want to pour into you. You guys, you have a gift. The world needs it. Give it away. I hope you all become quitters. I'd love to see you in there. I hope that that gave you a sense of what steps to take if you want to find out what you're made to do and build an abundant, fulfilled life for yourself. I would say a very good step that is definitely going to give you a transformation is going to kathyheller.com slash quitter and joining the quitters club. All right, here are the takeaways. Number one, you are made for more. You are the mystic. The portal to the expansion is right here. Number two, we crave certainty, but we live for uncertainty. We yearn for something transcendent, for something bigger and more magical and more expansive than the predictable everyday mundane life. Number three, clarity comes from action. Number four, you have to be willing to do mediocre things. Number five, the greatest resources are not time or money. They're the resources inside of you, compassion, empathy, fire, passion, grit. And the biggest, rarest one is an open heart. Number six, fortune favors the brave. And number seven, to find out what your thing is, you have to show up and give your gifts away. Get brave and get messy. Okay, now we're going to celebrate some of the amazing alumni who've been in my programs. And Louise said, I turned around a workbook for a client in three days in extremely short notice. They were absolutely delighted. It went off to the printers and they said it looks fab. Happy client and happy me. Louise, that's so great. Congrats. Thank you for sharing that. So proud of you for being flexible and taking on the challenge. And it sounds like it ended up being such a great outcome for both of you. A lot of times we could talk ourselves out of a situation like that because we don't feel ready or we're afraid it will be perfect, but you raised your hand to be available for it. And I know it's only going to open more doors for you. Let's all give Louise some love. Her Instagram is at order and calm. Okay, the next win is from Dawn. And Dawn said, I received a request to have my affirmation cards included 
in gift bags at a women's wellness retreat in October, trying to figure out details and exactly what this will look like, but very excited. Of course you're excited. That's so great. Congratulations, Dawn. That's amazing. I love that you're saying yes before you know all the steps and you're trusting that you'll figure it out because the how is going to come along the way. You got this. Everyone can go support Dawn. Her website is linesbylions.com and lions is spelled L-Y-O-N-S. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking time out of your very, very busy, important life to be here listening to this show because it really does mean the world to me. We have so many good episodes coming up. You guys, I just interviewed Brandy Carlisle. Stay tuned. That's coming up so soon. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify or wherever you listen. And if you want to support us, leave a review, leave a rating. It's completely free to do so. And it's going to help more people find the show and join this movement. And speaking of this movement, if you want to be part of the Quitters Club and you want to quit the life that is no longer serving you, then you can start to plan this out. You can build the runway. You don't have to take the leap. You can build the bridge, but you can know that once and for all, you're actually going to be able to one day do it, whether it's in January or May. This Quitters Club is going to help you so that that's actually a reality. You can join us at kathyheller.com slash quitter, and you're going to get those two bonuses if you sign up by Sunday. One will be a ticket to my online summit, And that's going to be all about manifesting and money mindset and abundance. And the second is going to be a live Q&A coaching call with me if you sign up by Sunday night. I love you. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you tomorrow.